You are listening to the Canadian Immigration Podcast, episode 116. The Canadian immigration process can be complex and frustrating. With the Canadian Immigration Department making it virtually impossible to speak to an officer, there are few places to turn to for trusted information. The Canadian Immigration Podcast was created to fill this void by offering the latest on immigration law, policy, and practice. Please welcome ex-immigration officer and Canadian immigration lawyer, Mark Holthy, as he is joined by industry leaders across Canada, sharing insight to help you along your way. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Canadian Immigration Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Holthy. And in this episode, we are diving into one of the most, I don't know, unusual, well, not unusual, but just unique uh, programs that our lovely Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship Canada has has uh, decided to embark on. And that is the is Canada's new tech talent strategy. Now, with that tech talent strategy, the, the pillar of that, as far as I'm concerned, is this flash in a pan, Canada, what I call H-1B visa holder work permit that is going to be opening up on July 16th, just in a week or so from the release of this podcast. And uh, it's going to be open to the first 10,000 applicants who are you know, H-1B visa holders in the U.S. right now to come and get an open work permit for three years. And uh, given what's happening in the U.S., the pathways to permanent residence that are really limited, this is quite something. And Minister Fraser appeared at the collision conference here last week in Toronto, which is the world kind of world's biggest tech uh, conference, to unveil this new tech talent strategy and to briefly hint at the, uh, the this H-1B visa holder work permit. And uh, so in this episode, uh, my good colleague and friend Alicia Backman-Perry is joining me and we are going to dive in a little bit more into this. And I think it's something that um, it's going to be very interesting for practitioners to see how we, you know, how we position ourselves to represent people. We have uh, very quickly created a course for this within our firm, as well as um, I already have people lined up that want to hire us to help um, help them file their open work permit applications. But boy, um, it's something that within our firm, we do not take more than one client per candidate because this is going to be a race to file. And I think within two hours of, of it launching on Sunday of all days, July the 16th, it's going to be full. So uh, Alicia and I, we talk about some of the essential things that people need to start preparing now. So I hope that you uh, like this episode. We'll slide over there with Alicia. Journey Business Plans is the leading immigration business plan writing service provider in Canada. With more than 10 years of experience, Journey has grown to become a trusted partner for immigration consultants and lawyers. Journey focuses on preparing business plans for a number of immigration applications, including intercompany transfers, startup visas, significant benefits, self-employed, PNPs, and so much more. Their main competitive advantages are reliability, responsiveness, and overall customer service, and I can attest to that. For those of you who don't yet know about Journey, ask your colleagues about them. They're amazing! Or even better, try out their work. You can visit their website at www.jooorney.ca and mention you listen to my podcast with the code Journey 10 
That's H-O-L-T-H-E-J-O-O-R-N-E-Y, number 10. And that'll provide you with a 10% discount on your very first business plan for new lawyers. We're so grateful to have Journey Business Plans as the title sponsor of this podcast. Welcome back, everyone. We have uh, some news. And this carries forward on the many other things that we've been talking about. Canada's new tech talent strategy. This is all about you U.S. H-1B visa holders and some of the options that are going to be available for you in a world where layoffs are happening in the U.S. and Canada is now opening its doors. So if we start off right from the beginning, it has been a frenzy the last two days for us here in Canada, hasn't it, Alicia? It's been really busy with lots of announcements and this is the one that we really want to highlight because it's brand new, it's a totally new program and it's very specific in who it's targeting. Indeed. And so you've probably seen some messaging about this, but Canada has announced its new tech talent strategy and where was it released? Well, our Minister of Immigration, Sean Fraser, this fine fellow right here, appeared at the collision conference on June 27th, just just a few days ago, um, and presented this new program. Now, he talked about a number of different things that we're not going to spend a lot of time on in this actual uh, episode here, but he did mention a a renewed emphasis, I guess, on digital nomads. Uh, They're looking at new innovative streams to encourage tech workers to come to Canada through more expedited work permit options for employers. That'll be coming later in 2023. But what the big news is right now, it's all about what I call the Canada H-1B visa holder work permit. So, um, Alicia, can you just jump in a little bit and just tell the listeners what this Canada H-1B work permit looks like? Yeah, and we don't have all the details yet, but the reason that we want to get ahead of the game is because this is all going to open in just a little bit over two weeks. So July 16th, it is a Sunday, July 16th, 2023, this program is going live. And Mark and I, from our experience dealing with the TR to PR situation that was happening in 2021 was it was a race. And so they have only launched 10,000 spots. So this is capped. Uh, 10,000 people are going to be able to make this application. They said they're going to keep it open for a year, but based on our experience and what's happened before, it's probably going to be gone within a day. So if you are looking at this application, make sure that you are ready ahead of time. And that's why we really want to go through what are we talking about? Who's going to qualify? Who's going to be eligible for it? And what do you need to do now? And one of the things I want to point out, Lisha mentioned this TR to PR pathway. So basically, just to give you a little bit of background on that one, because we see the same thing happening with this H-1B visa holder. We've got what, over right around 400,000 U.S. Um, H-1B visa holders today, you know, give or take. We're not U.S. immigration attorneys, so you try to fight find statistics on this and it's hard to find it. But there's over 400,000. So 10,000 spots, yes. Those are, you know, that is capped or if like the the government has said, um, they'll leave it open for one year. There's no way it's going to stay open for that long, especially with the layoffs in the U.S. And people say too, Alicia, well, what about layoffs in Canada? Well, Canada's playing the long-term game here and they are looking at bringing, inviting people to come in, check out Canada. And these are open work permits, right? These are permits that don't even mean you have to work in tech. Um, and they are for specialty occupations. And we think it's high tech specifically, not just all H-1B visa holders. So we'll have more information as we continue forward. But uh, do you want to mention a little bit about that, Alicia? 
Yeah, keep in mind, so they've told us so far that it'll be holders of H-1B specialty occupation visas in the US is what they said in the backgrounder. So that's gonna, let's unpack that a little bit. It's not just any H-1B specialty occupations um, or any H-1Bs, it's H-1B specialty occupations. So that's the first aspect. And then the next, as next aspect is in the backgrounder, it does say people in the US. So for sure, there's gonna be people overseas who might've been approved their H-1B specialty occupation visa. We're not sure yet if it'll apply to anybody outside of the US, but probably it's gonna be inside the US and it's gotta be the H-1B specialty occupation visa. So specialty occupation visa, keep in mind that, again, we're not US immigration attorneys, but in general, that requires a bachelor's degree in that specialty occupation. And that's something we will get to here a little bit later, um, what you need to do to start preparing now. So two weeks is not a lot of time. Now, one of the fortunate things, I guess, for uh, for individuals that are already in the U.S., a lot of the things that you needed in order to get your U.S. Uh, H-1B visa in the first place, you're going to need for Canada. So if you've been on these visas for a long time and you keep getting them re-upped, but you don't see a pathway to, to green card status in the U.S., this you know, you need to refresh your documents, make sure that they're uh, that they're all current. And we'll get into that in just a second. But, you know, the reality is this will be a feeding frenzy. And just to clarify this tier to peer pathway that I started explaining back in, I think it was May 6, 2021, they opened it up for 40,000 international graduates to apply. It it filled up so quickly that their counting system didn't catch people submitting at the exact same time. So they actually admitted 48,000. And that was, that's that type of a situation. They said, yeah, we'll keep it open for the year or until it fills up. Well, it filled up in like 48,000 in half a day. And so as part of that process, our firm, we created uh, courses to help people do it themselves. I'll get into that in a little bit, but this is the world that we're likely going to see. If you want to come to Canada in the future, well, this is the way that you do it. And if you can get in and you fit the requirements and you can get this work permit, it doesn't even mean that you need to use it necessarily. And I think a lot of people are going to apply and have it kind of as a, a provisional backup um, because, you know, depending on what's going to happen with their U.S. visas. And the reality is if many people have been laid off in the U.S. on an employer-specific visa, this is your out. And this is why the minister, this fine fellow right here, did the announcement in the way he did. The collision conference was you know, those who are not familiar with it, I'm sure most are, is, is kind of one of the, the most recognized global conferences on tech that are out there. And it just happened to be in Toronto and just happened to have the minister going on stage like he was some kind of, you know, um, Bill Gates or, or uh, you know, um, some tech mogul. But anyways, he came and he, he announced the, this program. And Canada is serious about not only having you come as an open work permit holder and come and check out Canada, but they're hoping you will come and you will stay permanently. Now, we're not going to get into the pros and cons of whether Canada is a good place to be working as a tech person or whether there's more opportunities in the U.S. The reality is we are speaking to all of you out there You've lost your freaking jobs in the U.S. and you don't have options. And now you're wondering, what the heck am I going to do for myself and my family? I've invested so much into this country, my education, my work, and now what? And so Canada is saying, well, give us a shot. But only the first 10,000 of you. And it doesn't mean you're accompanying family members. It's just you. So how do you qualify? So, yeah. 
And, yeah. and Mark, so just to clarify that, the, the limit of 10,000 applications only pertains to the principal applicant, principal but applicant. you are allowed to bring your spouse and kids. And we'll talk about the mechanics of that and maybe some pros and cons to consider when you're putting together your application. But $10,000, 10,000 applicants plus their family members is going to be allowed through this. Um, keep in mind that they have said this is an open work permit for three years. That means that you don't have to work for any specific Canadian employer. Mm -hmm. And that's huge for people who want to have mobility when they come to Canada with their with their work permit. So what do you need to do now? What do you need to prove in order to qualify? So we talked about current H-1B specialty occupation visa status supposedly in the US. So you've got to have proof of that. Make sure that you've got your passport. Make sure that your passport is valid. So because this work permit is potentially open to you for three years, hopefully, you're probably not going to have time to go renew your passport right now, but hopefully your passport is going to be valid for at least three years. If it is, then you'll be able to benefit from the full three-year term. If your passport is not going to be valid for the next full three years, you might only get however long your passport is valid for your work permit to be authorized, right? They're never going to give you a work permit usually that's valid for longer than your passport. So keep and in it, mind. And yeah, and it's interesting, Alicia, too. So in Canada, you pay a boatload of money, you go up in person, and if there's a real emergency, sometimes you can get your passport in like a week or less. So if you come from a country, you see that your passport's only going to be valid for a year and a half more, you may want to consider if you have time before, you know, before the uh, everything opens on July the 16th, which like Alicia said, is a Sunday, there may still be time to extend it. And the reason we say that is because in some prior applications in Canada, the government does not want to be bothered with people asking to extend these things. Mm -hmm. So if your passport expires, you know, in two, in two years, they may only give you a two-year work permit. So keep that in mind. They might allow you to extend it, but usually they like to just get it one and done. Uh, but we'll see how this plays out. Yeah, so passport validity is huge. If you are going to be applying with your spouse or kids, then make sure their passports are also going to be valid. So that's another thing to consider. So passports, proving your H-1B specialty occupation status in the U.S., you probably are going to have to provide proof of your degree as well, because that's one of the things that you're normally required to do for the H-1B status. So just in case, make sure you have a full copy of your original degree or um, certificate, as well as your transcripts. Make sure that if it's in a foreign language, that you have a certified copy. So you have the original version in color, good quality scan, plus a certified translation of that degree, plus the transcripts. That's probably going to be your safest bet in terms of proving it. The other thing is we want to make sure that anybody who is going to be looking at applying for this new Canada H-1B work permit is not inadmissible. So making sure that you don't have any potential criminal charges or convictions, arrests, things like that, that could make you inadmissible to Canada or potential medical inadmissibility. So be careful about that kind of thing because it could result in you not being approved that work permit, but hopefully you will be admissible to Canada. And one thing I will point out on that front, Alicia, is the fact that, you know, sometimes in some states, DUIs are not considered to be terribly serious, not something that would jeopardize. And that's why we bring it up. Most people are thinking, hey, I'm on an H-1B. I wouldn't be here in the U.S. if I had criminality. They'd, they'd mm -hmm. you know, they'd be kicking me out a long time ago. But the reality is some offenses are minor or relatively minor or treated as such in the U.S. that are not treated that way in Canada. And a, and a driving under the influence or, you know, driving while, you know, uh, impaired, those types of, of, of uh, convictions can make you inadmissible to Canada and they can, you know, they can derail everything for you. 
Mm -hmm. So be aware of that stuff. And if you have questions about it, if you're not sure, then for sure, talk to an immigration lawyer, book a consultation, make sure that you get that stuff vetted. In terms of mechanics, how are you going to apply? Well, this is this is the black box, right? They haven't told us what's going to happen or what the mechanics are in terms of the application mechanism. But we have been watching what immigration has been doing over the years with various permanent residence applications as well as other temporary residence applications like work permits. So we have some ideas, we have some suspicions in yeah, terms of Yeah, we've got a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. Um, you know, it's just a matter of where where they put the button for us to click, right? Yeah. Yeah. So these are things that you'll want to start doing now so that you're ready when things go live on July 16th. So make sure that you have gathered some things. We talked about having a color copy scan of your passport, all the stamped pages, plus the visas that are in it, plus a copy of your H-1B specialty occupation visa itself. Make sure you've got your degree diplomas and transcripts and translations if they are in a foreign language. Make sure that you've got your family members proof of status. So if you're married, you want your marriage certificate. If it's in a foreign language, again, you want a certified translation. If you have birth certificates for kids that are in foreign languages, certified translations plus the originals for those as well. So your documents plus family member documents are going to need to be in order. And one thing I want to reiterate, the people that are going to get through are the ones that will have everything ready to go. And one of the things that we're doing with, within our firm, the same thing we did with the tier to peer pathway is, you know, if you have counsel that, that represents the company and maybe your company you're working for has another operation in, in Canada, whatever it might be, if there's someone else that's there to assist you with this, that's great. But please, please understand that this is a race to file. So if you've got one you know, one attorney, one immigration, um, you know, representative that's going to be doing these work permits for 10, you and nine other employees, well, where are you going to rank? And by the time they get one submitted, it may be done. So please, please be careful. And so what we do as a firm, yes, we take one person each. That's it. We won't take any others because we don't want to take the chance that it fills up before we get to that second person and they lose out on their opportunity. And because it's going to be a mad frenzy, and because you guys are all tech savvy, we are going to create a course and we're going to do a series of master classes leading up to July 16th. And in the description here in the video and um, in the show notes of the podcast, um, you, some of you may be watching this on our YouTube channel, the Canadian Immigration Institute. Um, in the description, there'll be a link where you can uh, actually connect in and leave your email to get notified once we've got that course ready. And we're already starting to build it. And this is this helped over you know, the same method helped over 500, I think, people go through the TR to PR pathway. Now they're all PRs. So we're going to replicate it and do it for H-1B um, visa holders in the U.S. who are interested in this. And um, if you are prepared, if you have your documents ready, the first people to get it in and done right are the ones that are going to get those spots. And the ones that are still figuring out, okay, which form do I need? Oh, I need this information. Uh, you're going to lose out. So let's touch on that, Alicia. So as far as the specific things you've talked about it, but let's look at just briefly, you know, in the last couple of minutes we have the forms, what kind of things, what kind of information do people need to start collecting now, even though they don't know exactly whether it's going to be an online form or a PDF form, what are those things? Mm -hmm. Make sure that you know your work history, right? So have the last 10 years of your work history. Make sure that you know exactly your start dates and your end dates. Make sure you know what your job titles were because 
it's important to get it right, especially if you're looking for express entry applications down the road. Make sure that you have your travel history. So go through and start looking at all of your records to figure that out now. Usually they want exact dates for every single day you entered and left. So know what your travel history is, know what your address history is. These are all important things. Gather it for the last 10 years and make sure that you also pull together an updated copy of your resume or your CV. And that's just gonna help you get organized. Absolutely. And like we talked about before, although you go to the Canadian uh, work permit uh, instructions and checklist, it doesn't say necessarily that you need a bachelor's degree, but we highly, highly recommend, like Alicia said, that you have that ready. Bachelor's, you know, whatever your degree is, your, you know, master's, your, your transcripts. And, uh, and then also we've, we've suggested maybe get your FBI, your PC, your police clearance certificate, have that ready. It's also not something that's specifically required, but it's pretty easy to get when you're in the U.S., so go ahead and do that and make sure obviously you've got all your status documents all ready to go and then you're going to be in a great situation. All right. Um, I don't know. Other than that, please understand family. We're running out of time here. Things are going quickly. But, you know, if you got family, then you're going to need all those supporting documents, uh, you know, for them. And we haven't yet decided on what our opinion is, is on that. It takes a lot longer to include everything for a family member than an individual applicant and Maybe some people consider filing, you know, on their own. They're still disclosing their family, but only applying for a work permit for themselves. Maybe it's faster, maybe not, but we will have more information. So please subscribe to the channel. And uh, if you're, uh, you know, if you've got this, you've got friends that are interested too, share this with them. Any other final comments, uh, Alicia, as we, as we wrap things up here? My final thought is make sure to get your photos as well. So go take a look at the photo specifications and get some photos for you and for any family member you're including. You bet. So you can track more information on the Canadian Immigration Institute YouTube channel. Uh, listen on the podcast, the Canadian Immigration Podcast. And if you want to book a consult and just get some direct help, wholefeelaw.com. More information will be uh, available in the description uh, as well as the trailer here. All right. Thanks, Alicia. And thanks, everybody. There will be lots more coming. Well, as you can see, this, uh, this new work permit is going to be very interesting. And the government still has not yet released a lot of data on, you know, how, how this will actually look, the portal that they will actually use, the exact information that they're going to be looking for. We know that it's going to be um, a simplified process to some extent. Uh, the, the basic requirements are going to be pretty straightforward. And I suspect that it's probably going to be something similar to the Quet visa. So if you're familiar with that program and how those initial emergency authorizations for travel and accompanying work permits were, uh, were, were handled by the government, boy, over a million of those things, I think, has, has now transpired. That's coming to an end right away. And in my mind, when that comes to an end, I think some of the intake people and the processing officers that have been handling Quet are going to be shifted over to manage this. And it's going to be fast. They've indicated zero to two months processing, which basically means whoever gets in first is going to get theirs processed almost inst instantaneously. I think they're going to use a lot of AI. You know, a lot of the concerns that they have are all gone in terms of a traditional work permit application because these individuals are already in the U.S. on H-1B visa status. So a lot of those, um, you know, security and background and, you know, and, and uh, you know, other, other factors that they look at are just not going to be present. So they're going to be able to zip through these pretty quick. So we'll see how it plays out. Like I said, is our, you know, we are promoting um, our DIY course for what I call the Canada H-1B visa holder work permit. And uh, 
there will be links in the show notes for that. Anyone who's interested in doing it. And uh, there's accompanying master classes where essentially we're just going to all get together as one big happy family. Everyone who subscribes and crowdsource information and try to get as much as we can and release it as quickly as possible. And everybody work together. And I find a team approach uh, through through the master classes that I do in the DIY is um, is awesome. And I have consultants and lawyers who have already subscribed who want to be a part of it. And I learned a lot from the TR to PR pathway process where I think I workshopped about 500 people through that process. I'm hoping to be able to help a number of people this way as well. So there we have it. But thanks so much. Uh, once again, Alicia is is awesome with breaking things down and uh, she's a perfect kind of fit to my fit loose and fancy free, um, you know, idea person. That's what I am. She's more practical <laughs> how, how things play out on the ground. And so it's great to have her as a, you know, as my guest and, and, uh, as a part of these podcast series. And once again, just a shout out to journey business plans, who is the sponsor of this podcast. We really appreciate all of their support. And if you haven't had a chance to go check them out, please do. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank we'll you, you for later. listening to the Canadian Immigration Podcast, your trusted source for information on Canadian immigration law policy and practice. If you would like to book a legal consultation, please visit www.holpylaw.com. You can also find lots more helpful information on our Canadian Immigration Institute YouTube channel, where you can join Mark on one of his many Canadian immigration live Q&As. See you soon, and all the best as you navigate this crazy world we call Canadian immigration. Journey Business Plans is the leading immigration business plan writing service provider in Canada. With more than 10 years of experience, Journey has grown to become a trusted partner for immigration consultants and lawyers. Journey focuses on preparing business plans for a number of immigration applications, including intercompany transfers, startup visas, significant benefits, self-employed, PNPs, and so much more. Their main competitive advantages are reliability, responsiveness, and overall customer service, and I can attest to that. For those of you who don't yet know about Journey, ask your colleagues about them. They're amazing! Or even better, try out their work. You can visit their website at www.jorney.ca and mention you listen to my podcast with the code HOLTHYJOURNEY10. That's H-O-L-T-H-E-J-O-O-R-N-E-Y number 10. And that'll provide you with a 10% discount on your very first business plan for new lawyers. We're so grateful to have Journey Business Plans as the title sponsor of this podcast.